Jizz Bell, Jizz Bell, Jizz Bell, Jizz Bell, Jizz Bell. Stop it. I am the scorekeeper of the quiz box, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you the host of the quiz box tonight. He writes all the trivia questions. He's a famous magician. Put your hands together for Eric Tate! Hey, everybody, welcome to the quiz box! Hi, Eric. Thank you so much. This is, this is the first time this year that I've hosted two shows in a row. Yeah, we, Kevin Hendricks, our podcast producer, has been standing in for you. And tonight, you're, you're actually standing in for Kevin as well as hosting. I am. Kevin's an amazing uh, uh, producer of our, uh, of our podcast. You should, he does all the audio and, and puts together the website and makes sure that it gets out on, on time every time. But he's yeah. on vacation with his baby and his wife. And so if you're listening to our if you're aw, if you're listening to our podcast uh, tonight and, it sounds, uh, and it sounds terrible blame Eric. Yeah. So, uh, so there we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, so hey uh, Nikki, uh, yeah. should we should we start the show? Let's do it. Do you like my onesie? I do like your onesie. So we do a we do a poll on Facebook where people get to decide what I wear. You were you were uh, really rooting hard for camo. And... The camo onesie is very comfortable, but you know what? This this one's actually comfortable too. This one is called Floral Leopard, which means it is both floral and leopard. Because not many people realize this, but the leopard is uh, part of the plant's uh, animal kingdom. Yeah, that's not an official trivia question. So, why don't we start the show? All right, welcome to the... (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to the Quiz Box, the only game show where real comedians answer real questions to win you real prizes. I'm your host, Eric Tate, and with me as always is our scorekeeper and onesie aficionado, Nikki Winkleman. Tonight we will select contestants right out of the audience using the raffle tickets that you got at your tables. Each contestant is paired up with one of our comedian panelists who will answer all of the trivia questions for you. Let's meet the comedians. First up, our reigning champion. We call her the people's champion. She is back trying to defend her title for the third time. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Lauren Benkaz. Lauren, are you excited to be here tonight? Oh, yeah. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Uh, Up next, we've got a a quiz box repeat. You're a previous champion. And he is one of the producers of Stand Up for Choice, a comedy show that raises money for organizations that help women's health and women have fucking choices. That's right. (laughs) The next one's coming up on August 6th. Put your hands together for Pat Deering. Hello. Hello, Pat. Next to Pat Deering, she is returning. This is your second appearance on the Quiz Box, I believe, and we had to have her back because she is extremely funny. Uh, a stand-up comedian who performs all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Smith. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Olivia also wearing a onesie tonight. 
I like it. I like it. And our special guest this evening, she is a writer, an actress, a comedian, sometimes a skeleton. You, yeah, you can see her as Trixie the Skeleton with Savage Tech shows that perform frequently at Mad Lab. And you can also catch her on uh, monthly on Mondays at Monday Night Live. Put your hands together for elbows. Thank you. Oh boy. <laughs> We're gonna call you. We, we know uh, your your stage name's Elbows. We're gonna call you Lindsay. We're we're giving away your secret that your first name is Lindsay. That's okay. Gonna, I that's forgive okay. you. Okay. We're gonna call you that when you ring in. To answer a question for points, comedians must buzz in using our high tech buzzer system. Lauren sounds like this. Pat sounds like this. Olivia sounds like this. And Elbows sounds like this. Each correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If the comedians are real dumb, their scores may go into negative, but don't worry, you can win prizes with a negative score. It happens frequently. <laughs> each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize. For our audience members, the player with the least points will be giving you a heartfelt apology as to why they weren't good enough to win you a prize. <laughs> The comedians are also playing a separate game against each other, so positive points at the end of the round will be transferred into the comedian's game score. Comedians can lose or gain game score points at the discretion of our scorekeeper, which we'll see a little bit later, but don't worry, those scores don't affect you, the audience contestants. Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, please do not shout out answers from the audience or heckle the comedians. And with that out of the way, let's quiz box! Uh, where is the bucket of people? The oh. traditional bucket of people? Oh, that's a good, good question. Right there behind the prize table. We changed our stage setup. Uh, so, Lindsay, yeah. why don't you get us started there with uh, find out who you're playing for in the bucket of people? Uh, I am playing for 420203. 203, right there. Hey, what's your name? Mark. Mark. Everyone give Mark a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to Box. Mark. Olivia, who are you playing for? I am playing for 420. Nice. Um, so it's 420207. 207 right there. Hey, what's your name? Beth. Beth. Everyone give Beth the big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Beth. Pat, who are you playing for? I'm playing for the lovely 420190. 190. Right there. Hey, what's All your right. name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Everyone give Elizabeth a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Elizabeth. And Ben Cass, who are you playing for? Okay, before I read this, I'm just going to say I have a feeling they're a real Blanche if they were on the Golden Girls. Um, 420189. 189. Hey, right there. Hello, the same table as Elizabeth. What's your name? Steven. Steven. Everyone give a big round of applause for Steven. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Steven. Steven not, and... not a Blanche. No, more of a Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first question. The category is in space. The question, getting the rights to films is sometimes very tough. In the case of one film, early negotiations with the owners of the story rights had the studio dead set on making the film be set in space. What late 80s action film did producers really want to take place in space? 
Was it the fake moon landing? <laughs> that was before the 80s, right? Or oh, yeah, I guess it would have had to have been. Before Lauren after, gets a point for knowing think, when the moon landing was. <laughs> uh, should I say before or after Crystal Pepsi? Before or after Crystal Pepsi? Yeah. Lauren dictates time as before. Like, that's her BC is Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> it is. It briefly came back recently, and that was like the second coming of Christ for me. But <laughs> Was it 20 ACP? After Crystal Pepsi, or was it ACP? Before uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I got a little sidetracked there. I, um... It was the second coming of Christ for you, so it was maybe Crystal Pepsi. Oh, oh. I mean, uh, you could say that, or um... I can I can tell you this is before Crystal Pepsi. Okay. Specifically, because Crystal Pepsi was introduced in 1992. And well, this uh, this film came out before 1992. When Harry met Sally. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Harry met Sally set in space. Yeah. yeah. That is incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> but funny, so Lindsay gets a point for herself. Because in space, nobody can hear you cream. You know, I would have really liked to hear, like, Sally just, like, Roger to Houston, the deli scene, though. Just, just me? Okay. I wasn't born until 96, so I'm really struggling on this question. I don't have any points yet to take Can away we, from uh, Olivia. We can't take away? Okay, around what time again? Okay, this the late, late 80s. This is late 80s. Okay. We'll give you a hint, uh, specifically 1989. This is an action film in 1989. I changed the wording of this question from 1989 to late 80s because I didn't want it to be too specific, but clearly that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia. Or, no, sorry, was that? Sure, yes. Olivia, if I get it wrong? (laughs) Uh, Bedcast. I'm just going to take a wild guess because of all the Keanu mania right now. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Uh, No, that film was already set in space. It was not. It was time travel, Eric. That is a very different thing. I mean, really, aren't all movies set in space because they're on a a Uh, rock? Wait, is this a trick question? Is that what you're saying? Right uh, no, this is not a trick question. The, the, the studio that owned the rights to this particular uh, story, they wanted it like on a space station. They were like, if you're going to make this into a movie, you've got to put it on a space station because we've got to get nuts with this. Was it Disney Channel's The Color of Friendship? Do you I, am I too it? old to know what that is? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I won an Oscar, so... It when, did. It did. <laughs> I don't know what else to A say. A smattering of applause in, yes. case, in case our podcast listeners couldn't hear that. Uh, I can tell you that The Color of Friendship was in the, set in 2000, not the late 80s. Close. <laughs> I told you I have nothing to go on here. I'm way too young for this question. Elbows. Batman? Correct. Wait, really? What? Are you kidding? Batman? Really? In space? At the time, CBS owned the rights to Batman and was very tied to the campiness of the Adam West TV show. 
and executive producer Michael Uslan had many negotiations with CBS where they insisted that the only way it could work as a movie was if Batman was in space. No shit. At first I was hoping you were going to say that CBS owned the rights to space, and I was like, that's badass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, could you guys imagine Jack Nicholson as the Joker just, like, floating around a space station? Just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it really would have made I'm, the end of the Batman film not work. Right. Where he, he would just have, like, lightly bounced down the hall yes. of the space station. With a rope tied to his ankle. <laughs> I don't think he could use so many gaseous uh, weapons yeah. either in, in yeah. space. There's, like, really not a need for a blimp full of poison gas in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the 89 Batman film. But yeah, well, congratulations, Elbows. Uh, your first time on the quiz box, and your very first question, and your very first answer was correct. Oh my this God. is an auspicious start. Elbows had one incorrect answer before that, but wiped out her negative one and is now up to a positive one. Olivia and Pat sitting pretty at zero by not ringing in, and Lauren in last place at negative one, but still anybody's game. I just really want to apologize. For what? Lots of things. For ringing in? (laughs) We'll work it out later. (laughs) Question two. The category is other reasons to hate Indiana. The question, Indiana is known for passing some rather unusual legislation. In 1987, the state legislature tried to take on science and mathematics itself by attempting to pass a law regarding the value of what universal constant? I told you this would stump them. Universe. I can't remember what a universal constant is. Uh, was, it's like I was like really hoping love. The, guy with, the guy with the mathematical expression for when death occurs tattooed on his chest uh, would know yeah. what a universal constant is. <laughs> <laughs> can we, yeah, the can force we, of mortality. Can we go back two seconds though? Because I think. Pat said that love was a universal constant. Is that what it's? Not. Oh, it's love. <laughs> no. No, that's. Oh. But that's, that's beautiful, so you get a point for yourself. But no. This is you lost a point for your for the person you're playing for and gained a point. For I mean, yourself. I feel I feel like I do have vague recollections of Indiana attempting to define love <laughs> via legislation repeatedly. No, in the, in, this is in 1987, not 2016. Ah, uh, so. okay. So when Indiana was progressive. Uh, no, so there's uh, so this is uh, uh, in science and mathematics. This uh, this is used a lot, and the Indiana State Legislature was like, we're gonna we're gonna pass a law regarding this value. And now all the scientists were like, nope, don't go there. So it's a volume. Could you, can we just look at each other's eyes until you give, like, until you answer me? We can. For our podcast listeners, they're gazing into each other's eyes. Still. This is a scintillating audio, is, mm. is what this is. Mm. Um, so you Elbows. said it's a volume? You said a universal constant? Yes. Studios? No. Damn it. So it's like a, like a number? Like it's a... Yeah, it's a number. There are... Tra- Olivia. Pi. That's correct. Oh! Uh, are, you, are you talking about the food? Or 
the legislature tried to pass a law simplifying the value of pi to 3.2 rather than 3.141596 and so on. The bill was pushed forward by an Indiana mathematician named Edward G. Goodwin who claimed he had squared the circle. And the bill almost passed were it not for the intervention of another state senator who made the succinct observation that the General Assembly of Indiana might not have the authority to redefine mathematical truth. It, it was worth it for that. All I have to say is Indiana's a lot more boring than I ever realized. <laughs> Moving on to question three before we get where the scores. This round, moving along at a a clipping pace, uh, Olivia got that question right and now is in the lead with two points. Uh, Right behind her with zero is El Bose and Pat and Lauren in last place with negative one. Still anybody's game. For our podcast listeners, Ben Kaz and Pat celebrating negative one scores. Right. The, uh, Try to put a law on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the universal constant. <laughs> Negative one is a universal constant in the context of the quiz box. <laughs> All right, question three. The category is prison escape. Question. Dateline Germany, 2008. A Turkish man who was serving time in a German prison for being a drug dealer escaped. He does not climb the fence or tunnel out using a spoon. How did he escape the German prison? Did he get in a dog costume and was like, I'm just a dog, let me out of jail, and then just, like, crawled out? Do you, do you want to ring in? I, no, and, and, <laughs> I don't. And where would he have gotten the dog costume? Someone could have smuggled it in in a birthday cake. <laughs> I feel like there's more of a backstory you're not letting on here. <laughs> Does this uh, involve a pocket dimension? Did you just make, like, a very physics-related butt joke? I mean, what? (laughs) Who, me? Uh, I'll give it a point. I'm also going to give Olivia a point for the part of the dog story that included the dog still talks. (laughs) This was Germany, right? Anything goes in Germany. No rules, just right, baby. Yeah, ich bin ein Hund, and they're like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> oh, yeah, pull out the German. Ben Kaz. Uh Did he put on an actual person's uniform and just kind of walk out? No. Okay. Did he put on an actual person's skin and just kind of walk yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and why are you revealing more about yourself? <laughs> Did, was the door just open and did he just leave? Do you want to ring in? Was the door open and it, did he just leave? No. God damn it. Does it being a German prison have anything to do with the answer? No, it does not. Okay. No, I'm, I'm looking for, this is a very uh, novel method of escaping. Okay. Uh, it's the only instance that I can find of this happening. Pat. Flushed himself down the toilet. <laughs> No. He did. He took a deep breath and he said, here we go. And then he just, he flushed it and he, he spun slowly at first and then faster and faster and faster and then just whoop right down the S-bend and out to the sea. No. 
You did get a point for yourself for that, though, Pat, because that was quite the description, even after we already told you it was wrong. <laughs> did he fly uh, without the aid of machinery? No. So fell? Well, <laughs> I mean, and, like, was he like a superhero or something? Did he levitate? No, he, he... Superheroes are not real. What? What? Okay. I have bad news about Santa as well. <laughs> Olivia. Did he crawl through the ventilation shafts? No. I would say that this is, like, unusual in that, like, it, it, this is... Like, ca- crawling through the ventilation shafts or, like, tunneling out or climbing a fence, it's, it's nothing, like, ordinary like that. This was a very clever way of escaping. He stopped eating until he got really, really skinny, and then he just like turned sideways and <laughs> slipped through the bars. So he, he turned into like a two-dimensional. He turned into yeah. Flat Stanley and escaped. <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> Did he ask nicely? Yeah. <laughs> no. That would be novel. It's never worked as far as I know. And especially not in a German prison. <laughs> Please let me out. <laughs> also, uh, I've just been Googling over here, and if, if it was a German dog, uh, he, instead of saying, like, woof, like we say, he would have said, wow, wow. Really? I think that's, uh, is that with a V or a W? It's because a, those would... It's a W. So a vowel? Vowel? Yes, that is okay. that is what the Germans oh, okay. say, dogs say. Perfect. Dankeschön. Um, <laughs> Lauren gets a point for her impersonation of a German dog. Um, I can speak dog in every language. He... Prove it. What language? Oh, okay. Japanese. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll count it. Oh my um, Try and test me again, Winkleman. I'll uh, I'll just throw uh, throw some languages out throughout the show and see Perfect. how you do. Elbows. Did he bake himself into a pretzel? Where, where does the escape come in in that? Well, I mean, because, like, you know, it's Germany, and maybe it was Oktoberfest, and maybe they were like, oh, it's a delicious pretzel. Yeah, let's take it out of here. And then, then they, like, take the pretzel with them, and then they're like, oh, man. Then they ate it's him. So great. Well, <laughs> it's Germany. <laughs> you guys know about that. So he escaped in someone's stomach? Yeah. No. God damn it. Did oh. he save up all of his commissary money until he could buy a lot of bird seed and glue sticks. And then he covered himself in glue and bird seed. And then when the birds came down to eat the bird seed, they all got stuck on him. And then he was like, ah, at the birds. And it scared them. And they, they flew and they just, they carried him away to the sea. If that's not what happened, I'm pissed. <laughs> You're on something. Oh, I have to ring in. Did you ring in for that? Did he save up all of his commissary money until he could buy a bunch of glue sticks and bird seed, and then he covered himself? You, you've heard this story before. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give you two points for yourself for starting to repeat it, but no, that's wrong. That is, inco- that is incorrect. I heard Olivia first. Did he pretend to be dead? No. Oh, that's a good answer, though. 
Olivia gets a point for a real answer. Did he actually die? No. Oh. He, uh, he successfully escaped from prison uh, uh, using this method. Uh, I will tell you that he was working in an area of the prison uh, that made goods for, uh, for sale. Olivia. Did he sneak himself in a box, and then they shipped the box out, and he was in the box, and then he escaped? That is correct. Yes! Ah. Yes! Beth, I've got you! Mailed himself out of prison. He indeed mailed himself out of prison. The prisoner was working in an area of the prison that makes stationary. At the end of his shift, he sealed himself inside one of the boxes used to ship paper out and successfully escaped, and I was unable to find out if he was ever recaptured. (laughs) That is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, with that correct answer, Olivia brought herself back up to a positive two points, winning the round for Beth. Uh, Coming in second place, people's champion Lauren Benkaz with negative two. Pat and Elle Bowes both in last place with negative three. We're going to have Pat apologize to Elizabeth. Uh, but before that, we have to tell Beth about her prize. Uh, first of all, you're going to get two tickets to Shadowbox Live. You can use these uh, at Shadowbox or to shadowboxlive.org to find out about the shows you can see. Uh, you're also going to get a quiz box refrigerator magnet so you can look at me and Eric Tate every time you go into your freezer. And remember that we're right here at Upfront on Fourth Fridays. And then your prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, a totally real place. You're going to get a set of four quiz box coasters. Ooh. Congratulations, Beth. Mark, Elizabeth, and Stephen, I will be around to hand out dum-dums to you for being paired up with a dum-dum. You know, it's, um, it's no secret that your mother and I haven't always been as involved in your life as we should have been. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's a large part of the problem. Um, as, as the collective stepfather of everybody in Columbus, um, I, feel, um, I feel it's necessary uh, for me to, to make those wrongs right. Um, I don't know if there's anything I can ever do to truly make it up to you. Ooh. Ooh. You just hit a sore spot with Pat. <laughs> for our podcast listeners, Elizabeth said, student loans. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, but I, I, can, I can try to be there for you moving forward, and I can do everything I can not to make you embarrassed at a cabaret quiz box show in the brewery district in Columbus, Ohio ever again. It was a lovely apology, Pat. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That was a great apology. We'll, we'll give you a point for that apology. And Olivia had two positive points, which go into her champion score at the end of that round. Putting Olivia at five points. Pat has six points. Lauren has three points. And Elbows has two points. But there are lots more champion points to be won in round two. Uh, let's move on to round two. Uh, ben Kaz, you've got the bucket of people. Who are you playing for? You know, I have a feeling uh, this person might be a Samantha. Um, four two zero two zero five. Two zero five. Oh yeah. Right there. Hey, what's your name? 
I'm sorry? Rita, everyone give Rita a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Rita. Pat, who are you playing for? I've got four, two, zero, two, zero, two. Two, zero, two. Right over, hey, right there. What's your name? Nicole. Nicole, everyone Nicole. give Nicole a round of applause. Thanks All for right. the quiz box, Nicole. Olivia, who are you playing for? Um, this person is my new dad. It is 420188. 188. Hi, Dad. What's your name? Sydney. Everyone give Sydney a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Sydney. I can't believe you would abandon me like this. And elbows, who are you playing for? I'm playing for 42208. 208 right there. Hey, what's your name? Everyone give Sarah, Sarah. a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Sarah. Uh, and just some breaking news here. Uh, Lauren, uh, in Japanese, dogs say wan wham. Wan wham? <laughs> Question one. The category is becoming the Batman. But before that, what's a dog say in Italian, Lauren? Ciao, Bill. Oh, that's a good one. You forgot, like, the chef's kiss fingers that the dogs always say. And the way not two because they're an Italian dog, but yeah, two oh. kisses. Yeah. Oh, two kisses. Okay. Uh, no. Eric. The question is: uh, uh, in the 1989 Batman film, Michael Keaton is often praised for the unique physicality he brought to playing Batman. While the bat suit has been notoriously difficult to move in every Batman movie, what was the main thing Michael Keaton cites for the unique way in which he moved in the bat suit? Elbows. Um, is it because he couldn't move his neck around? Uh, no. Oh, damn it. Uh, th- this is not the only bat suit where you could not move your neck around. Uh, there is a, a, a further distinguishing characteristic of the bat suit that, uh, that caused him to uh, stand and act the way he did. I, I just want to say right now that uh, Joel Savage of Savage Tech, uh, you failed me. Uh, you should have uh, imprinted this knowledge on me for this question. So uh, I'm very disappointed in you. Thank you. Michael Keaton. Not, I don't, not to get too blue with it, but was his dick too big for the dick part? And so he was so <laughs> distracted by his squished dick. That yeah. He, yeah, we all know Michael Keaton's got a big old hog. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Olivia gets a point for everybody picturing uh, Michael Keaton's dong, and uh, Pat gets a point for enjoying it a lot. <laughs> This is why I'm gay. <laughs> because Pat's gay? Uh, maybe. I do, I do like gay men. Um, hi, Pat. Believe me, my, my gayness has been an inconvenience to a great many number of people. <laughs> but uh, back to Michael Keaton and his apparently massive dick. Can we verify that? Uh, it's not on the card, uh, but I'm, ju- I'm just going to go ahead and assume he does, in fact, have a, a, a well-proportioned trouser snake. Honestly, uh, Ben Kens. Um, does the costume problem have something to do with baby powder? No. Okay. Did she ring in? She did ring in, and then I mean, she very asked a lightly, question. I very lightly ring in, so like half C's on that. I give you a very light negative one. Perfect. 
honestly, the only Batman suit I remember from the old Batman movies is the um, the George Clooney one because it just it had nipples. Yeah, like it nipple George uh, Clooney's giant plastic nipples. I, I'd like to correct you. It did not have nipples. It had tactical nipples. <laughs> Same, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I need a cigarette. Ben <laughs> uh, Could he not see? No. Elbows. Did his feet have anything to do with it? No. So it involves the costume is what you're saying. Yeah, it involves something that happened to the costume. That happened to it? Well, it wasn't originally? Olivia. Did it shrink in the dryer? No. <laughs> Did, did the ass split on it in the middle of a shot so then he had to spend the rest of the scene like you, clenched this, and not bending? You gonna ring in for I, that or I, what? I, I've seen you on, I've heard you on previous episodes of this. Is this just a gay fever dream you're having about Batman? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, if anything, I feel like now. the crotch would have split because of his massive hog. Yeah, and then he, then he that's, that's why he's always got the cape like in front of yeah. him yeah. in the night because yeah. he's got to jump in the bathroom. I, I really hope that someone listens to this episode and then vandalizes Michael Keaton's Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. I hope Michael Keaton true. listens to this episode. <laughs> Get on it, Hollywood. <laughs> Shall we... Uh, call? We'll give you guys uh, 15 seconds. I, I got nothing. I don't remember him doing anything... He's, Actually, everything he did was weird in that he's, movie. He's, he stands out. Yeah, he stood very still like a statue quite frequently. Elbows. Did it have to do with his calves? <laughs> Elbows getting a point for just naming body parts. <laughs> his calves, his legs, uh, his lower half. It, no, it did not. God and damn I, it, you guys. Come I, on. I would also like to discourage the panel from ringing in and then asking a question instead of answering mine. Elbows. I I was just making noise. I was oh. just trying to get attention. Uh, Pat. Uh, was the suit full of actual bats? <laughs> no, it was, it was... Pat, was that the first time you, you've rung in? Because you've said a lot. Yeah. And that's the one you went with for points? Was real bats in the suit? It was a, I mean, it was a Tim Burton movie, right? That sounds like a okay. that sounds like All a right. thing he'd do to his actors. Old oh, bats in the pants. Nope. Old oh, uh, Michael Bats in the Pants Keaton. Nope. Uh, bats in the suit was uh was 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 something uh Tim Burton did to his actors, but in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Uh last chance? To ring in for something you may have already said? Pat. Did he split the ass of the bat suit? Close enough. I'm going to give it to you. All right. (laughs) Early on in the filming, he ripped a giant hole in the bat suit. Uh, The very first time he tried to turn his head to react to something, he ripped a huge hole in the bat suit. But because they'd already had everything set up, they decided to uh, go ahead and f- have him stand still and look like a statue and shoot around the giant hole that he put in the suit. <laughs> Michael Giant Hole Keaton. Oh. <laughs> now it's a gay fever dream. 
Two points to Lindsay for that one for putting it in our heads. <laughs> moving on. Moving on to question two. <laughs> Pat's in the lead with one point for Nicole for getting that question right eventually. Right-ish, I guess. Uh, elbows in last place with negative three. Lauren, negative two. Olivia, negative one. Anybody's game. Question two. The category is the worst fans. Question. While many people often talk about how soccer hooligans are the worst fans, legally speaking, there's an American football team that was arguably worse. The Philadelphia Eagles fans were so rowdy that the deputy mayor put what in the stadium on game days? Elbows. Human shit. <laughs> they just, they were, they were naughty, so he just filled it with excrement? Yeah, why not? No. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about what the fans did. I'm talking about what the mayor did in response to the fans doing things like shitting in public. Oh, okay. Is it rabid dogs? Is it Real quick, Lauren Benkes, what does a dog sound like in Philadelphia? (laughs) Yo, woof, woof. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my cheese stick? (laughs) (laughs) You going to Chino's East? I've, I've googled that and that is actually correct uh, no so Eagles fans were, uh, were very rowdy they were getting into a lot of trouble so the, the deputy mayor uh, uh, put, uh, put something in the stadium but it's only on game days this is not, this is not in the stadium on game days or on, on ga- days that are not game days it's only there on game days I think we all understand what I'm talking about are you okay? Isn't, are is, you having a stroke? In, I'm having a stroke in real time. <laughs> Great. If I could give you points to make you better, I would. Did they get all of the fans' moms to just stare at them and be like, behave? Because that would straighten me out. I taught you better than this, it, Michael. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael, what did we say about pooping on stadium seats? <laughs> is it a jail? Like jail sale? Uh, no. You know I'm close. You you are close. With elbows. Uh, is it uh, the Amish? <laughs> Pennsylvania. To to do what exactly? To to take them to be Amish. It's like jail. <laughs> Did you just call the Amish a jail? Well, like to go into like be in that world. I don't know. It's very oh, evangelical. It's similar. I don't know. What's it? dunce caps and they had to stand in the corner with the dunce cap on when they did something stupid? Uh, That's close to jail, right? No? Did you bring in for that? No, I did not. I I did not. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. I also like to go on the record as saying uh, they did not put the Amish in there. Uh, Lindsay was incorrect. I'm just really distracted by thinking about just a bunch of Philly uh, fans churning apple butter. Uh, Yeah. It's it's the the deputy mayor. I mean, he sounds he sounds lame. So was it just like a bunch of fucking cops? <laughs> Do you want to ring in, Olivia? Was it a bunch of fucking cops? <laughs> no, they were already there. Aha, I tricked you. Uh, uh, no, you are close though. Um, a bunch of pigs. <laughs> no. Uh, just Michael. Uh, you're not getting any points for that. No. Oof, edit that out. No, uh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, you, I mean, uh, it's not a jail, it's not cops, but you guys are sort of on the right track. You have 30 seconds. Firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> you just went with people in uniform? Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> Quiznos employees, if we're going down that route. You know? <laughs> we liked us. So wait a minute, in, in your head, the list of people in uniforms goes mm-hmm. cops, cops, firefighters, Quiznos, Quiznos employees. employees. That is still around? Yeah, Chris is still yeah. around, yeah. I love a man in uniform. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a physical Quiznos in quite some time. I think uh, they, didn't they bring back those weird furry creatures with the eyes briefly too? Furbies? Uh, no, in the Quiznos commercials where they were like, bah, 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 bah. Oh, the sponge oh. monkey. Wait, I'm yeah. sorry, is, yeah. there, is there a Quiznos cinematic universe that I'm missing out on? <laughs> they had yeah. their own thing? We think about those and Crystal Pips because they are good to us. Can we crowdfund Quiznos Quiznos Endgame? Anyway, so they got something during game day. Yeah, it's only there during game day. Game day. It's not like your first grade teacher. You far exceeded your thirty seconds. But go ahead. I missed that. It's not cops. It's not a jail, but it is in that vein. It's not Quiznos employees. Yeah. And this and doesn't it's, require and it's on, a uniform. It's on game day, Pat. A bunch of actual eagles. So when people were <laughs> acting out, he was like, Mordecai, fly! And they just, and, and they, they were like, my ten cent beer! And they cover them in glue so that when the eagle hits them. He grabbed them and then took them out to sea. Yeah. <laughs> No. You get a, a point for the picture you paid, though. It's nice. Uh, last chance? Benjamin Franklin impersonators? <laughs> no. Oh, damn it. That's, I guess that's close. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, anyone else? All right, we're going to call it. The answer is judges. Oh. Uh, it is known as Eagle's Court. When fans got out of control, instead of being arrested and taken to jail, they were putting a holding cell until they could be taken in front of a judge who presided at the stadium itself on game day. He would, he would then sentence them on the spot. Were, were these like real licensed judges? Because like, yes, is that it? I don't know. I, I wonder it was what that a, a like. judge, correct? There was there was one specific judge uh, who did it for a number of years until they left Soldier Field. Was uh, it Judge Judy? <laughs> no, it was uh, it was just it was just what, one judge who went and he would be like, "Fine, jail time. Fine, jail time," and they would get rid of because they had caught the fans doing whatever it was red-handed. Blackmail, jury duty. Blackmail, jury duty. So they like when <laughs> there was. All right, moving on to question three. Where are the scores? Elbows in last place with negative five. Lauren, negative three. Olivia, negative two. And Pat in the lead with zero. All right, question three. The category is Thanksgiving in the White House. The question, President Taft was the 27th president of these United States, and he was born right here in Ohio. When he lived in the White House, what unusual North American dish was served alongside turkey for Thanksgiving? Did you say pass? No, he said ass. Oh, he said ass. 
for our millennial Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't 2019. Ass wasn't on the menu all the time back in those days. I'd also like to say ass is not limited to a North American dish. Mm-hmm. The Europeans Elbows. have been eating it for years. It's <laughs> uh... <laughs> a weird, some weirdly xenophobic comment. <laughs> I don't know. I gave it a point. So. Oh, it was very funny. Okay. Uh, hamburgers. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's in addition to turkey? Yeah, it's in addition to turkey. This and was like a main dish because Taft was super into this at the time. So he was like, we can have turkey, but we all also got to have... Ooh. What part of Ohio was he from again? Uh, he was born in Cincinnati, I believe. Ah. Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some chili and make it wet. <laughs> and throw some noodles in there, why don't you? I will say that there's a distinct possibility that this is in the Skyline recipe. Beans. Oh, no, you can't say that. That's... Ooh. You're, you're right, I, I was making a joke. He was oh. making a, a joke, but you guys don't know the answer yet, so the joke doesn't make sense. It made sense to me. Pat. Squirrel. No. No. Oh. Olivia. Um, dog. <laughs> You're real stuck on dogs this uh, game. You can't get dogs off the brain, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, it was not dog. Elbows. Sloppy Joes. No. Damn it. I heard Taft was a big manwich guy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that manwich. Backhouse. Just throwing it out there. Uh, groundhog? No. Uh, I will say that you guys are on the right track and that we are looking for an animal. We're not looking for, like, he was really into, like... No scramble? Twi- twice baked potatoes. <laughs> Olivia? Duck? No. Ooh, that'd be fancy. Elbows. Salmon? No. Uh, looking for an unusual animal. And it was found in Ohio? Uh, yes, it is. Uh... Olivia. Duck, but like a quirky one. That's unusual, right? <laughs> like a quirky <laughs> duck. Like a <laughs> like a duck that's not like other ducks. Like a, yeah, like a Zoe Deschanel duck. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. A duck with straight bangs. That's what I'm saying. I would very much like to see uh, the next season of New Girl recast with a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to for my duck to be served in mom jeans. But... <laughs> hey guys, I'm wearing mom jeans. <laughs> Uh, raccoon. No. Oh. You are you are getting closer though. Elbow. Fox. No. Possum. Correct. Oh. Oh man. President Taft was well known at the time for loving the taste of possum meat. The only marsupial native to North America, the possum is beneficial to the environment and eat lot, eats lots of ticks. It was served up as a prominent as the turkey when Taft was a resident of 900 Pennsylvania Avenue. So basically ass, but... Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you serve possum, do you leave the tail on? Like does it's a delicacy. Yeah. It's the best part. It's, Instead of an apple, do you chewy. put like just a piece of trash? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just the chewed up apple core. Yeah. It's, it's just in its mouth. 
They don't eat trash. They eat ticks. They're very good. If you see a possum, don't shoo it away. They're a wonderful and very beneficial creature for the environment. Yeah, so they, they stuffed it full of ticks. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's like a turducken, but more Cincinnati. <laughs> There's the point. I was waiting. <laughs> that is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, with that correct answer, Olivia wiped out two of her negative points, but because she rang in for Duck twice, <laughs> she narrowly missed the win for Sydney. I did do that. So sorry, Sydney. Pat has won the round with negative two for Nicole. Olivia had negative three, Lauren negative four, and L. Bose is going to be apologizing to Sarah for her negative nine points. Is that a record? No. You weren't here for the last episode with Michael Malone where he got like negative 27 or something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was... Uh, All that was, right, that was, but... That was real special. Uh, has our uh, audience won? Oh, uh, Nicole has won a fan, uh, fantastic prize. You're going to get a quiz box refrigerator magnet to remind you. We're right here at Upfront Fourth Fridays. You're also going to get two tickets to Shadowbox Live. Go to shadowboxlive.org to see what shows you can see. And I dug this out of the prize box because of that last um, uh, question about President Taft. This felt appropriate from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. No, I, mean, I mean, I don't think Taft is in this picture. Uh, but this is a signing of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> This is a this is a, a a ceramic tile with the Declaration of Independence on it and it is framed in a wood frame because that's what you do with a ceramic tile. Congratulations Nicole. And thank you once again to our sponsor Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, a totally real pawn shop that definitely exists. Uh, they, along with the Shadowbox, pr- uh, provide all of the prizes here. But, Elbows, it is time for a heartfelt apology from you. All right. Um, I am so sorry to... Is it Sarah? Sarah? Sarah, listen. I am so sorry. I want to apologize on behalf of the quiz box, on behalf of Dusty Dewey, who I know personally, <laughs> who... Uh, you know, might even make it up to you someday. I don't know. Who knows how these things work? And I want you to know that if you ever, ever, at any point, want to make this time up, you can just come to any kind of Savage Tech show, and I guarantee that that show will be the best show you've ever come to in your life. Guarantee it. Thank you. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the kiss box. I'm so sorry. That was, a, that was a fantastic apology uh, uh, implying that another show you're on is better than the show you're on right now. What? Me? I no not, points award. I am not implying any such thing. I am just saying that I will I will do my due penance as somebody who is doing a negative, what is it, negative nine? Negative nine. Negative nine. Wow. I am doing very poorly, and I am just going to do my due penance as somebody who's doing negative nine points on the quiz box. All right. We'll give, you, we'll give you a point. We'll give you a point for that apology. Yay. Thank you, Elbows. Uh, let's move on to round three. I believe Elbows has the bucket of people. Could you begin drawing for the bucket of people? Let's find out who everyone's playing for. Well, this round I am doing for 2198. 
198. 198. Who is 198? Anybody? 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 Right over here. Whoa! Hello. What's your name? David. Everyone give David. David. David Gelati. Gelo. I am playing for Gelo. Olivia, who are you playing for? 420. Nice. 210. 210. Back there. Hey, what's your name? Melissa, we'll give Melissa a big round of applause. Just come to the quiz box, Melissa. Pat, who are you playing for? 420200. 200. Hey, Debbie, thanks for coming to the quiz box, Debbie. Everyone give Debbie a big round of applause. And Ben Kaz, who are you playing for? I'm playing for the vivacious 420215. Where are you at? Oh, you are, buddy. Hi, what's your name? Astraya, everyone give Astraya a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to Quiz Box, Astraya. All right, the category is the original Robin. The question, while the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman film ultimately ended up not having Robin the Boy Wonder in it, there were early drafts of the script featuring Batman's sidekick. Who were they planning to cast as Robin? Hey, Eric. Yes, ma'am. Before they answer, yes. can I tell them where their scores are? Yes. All right. Elbows has six champion points. Olivia has nine champion points. Pat in the lead with ten champion points. And Lauren not far behind with eight champion points. Very close game against the comedians. And now returning to your regularly scheduled Batman question. <laughs> The 1989 Michael Keaton film, who, they were going to have Robin in it. Who were they originally planning to cast as Robin? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How funny would that be if Robin was like bigger than Batman? <laughs> oh, sidekick? No, you my sidekick. <laughs> Little man. If, sorry. <laughs> if Arnold Schwarzenegger had played Robin, who would they have later cast as Mr. Freeze? Um... I just want to know who, who oh, you think. Oh, I got this. Let me think of more 80s actors. Uh, guy from... Neil Patrick Harris then. Neil Patrick... Young Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, that's... Oh. Final answer. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say young Guy Fieri. That would be yes. good, too. Uh, Pat. Was it also the same kid that played Short Round in the Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> oh, my God. So the entire time he's just like, Mr. Batman, Mr. Batman. And then there's one scene where he like gives away the goose accidentally saying, Mr. Wayne, and then Batman has to has to kill him. (laughs) No. Was it the singer Robin? Oh, the singer Robin. Yes, singer, like, oh, sing. Do you want to <laughs> More of a dancing on my own. She's more of a yeah, yeah. individual gal. Yeah. yeah. But Olivia gets a point for charmingly not knowing anything about any era. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so is this like an actor that we should know? Like you is it definitely a... know who this is. Oh. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Was he later the hit star of the show ER? <laughs> there have been so many stars. Uh, there's one that's notable. N- Noah kn- Wiley? You know who I mean. <laughs> I mean, besides him. He's the later years. 
Was it the guy who played the original Dumbledore in Harry Potter but then died two movies in so they switched and pretended like no one would notice but we all fucking notice? Do you want, do you want to ring in? No, not particularly. Olivia gets a point for playing her own trivia game by herself. <laughs> I mean, since we're throwing out like uh, characters and stuff, was it the first or second Aunt Viv in Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> we all noticed. I like that this round has turned into we definitely noticed when you switched <laughs> actors. Was it Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin, final answer. I mean, you gotta ring in. Macaulay Culkin, final answer. No. Damn. But just so you know, you can ring in again, even though you said final answer. Thank you. So, Robin, so we gotta come up with a famous bottom. (laughs) 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 Or a switch. Most reluctant point awarded. (laughs) Elbows. Chris Rock. No. No, I feel like I heard that somewhere. I'm just no, but you're pretty damn close. Jackie Chan. No. <laughs> just, just for you, sir. Lauren Bankhouse. Uh, just for this man that keeps dropping chips out of his mouth in the front row. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. That's correct. That what? Uh, Can I have one of those chips? <laughs> I am 100% serious. What? There was an original version, and they were in talks and very close to casting Eddie Murphy. Ultimately, the oh Robin God. story was scrapped, but while it was in play, Eddie Murphy was the number one choice to play Robin the Boy Wonder. Holy crap. There's so many, like... I would like to take this moment to remind our audience not to shout out answers or loudly mumble them with food in your mouth. <laughs> uh, just uh, say it with your eyes. <laughs> All right, moving on to question two. Nikki, where are the scores? Uh, well, with that, Lauren uh, shoots into the lead with a positive two points. I just don't know how it happened. <laughs> Pat elbows with negative one, Olivia negative two. All right, question two. The category is we got a sports question. The question, the National Basketball Association, better known as the NBA, is a North American men's professional basketball uh, uh, association made up of 30 teams. Over 3,000 players have played in the NBA over the last 50 years. Eric Money was a point guard in the NBA from 1974 to 1980, and he is the only NBA player on record to have ever done what during a game? Pat. Exploded. (laughs) No. Uh, Two people have exploded? No, no one, no one. According to the sheet, no one has yet exploded. Oh, okay. I think you're thinking of the WNBA pant. <laughs> Elbows. Um, a Hell in a Cell match. What? What? A what? A Hell in a Cell match. I listen. I only watch wrestling. I only like sports with a storyline. And by sports, I mean sports entertainment. Hi, wrestling. 
Anybody? 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 Uh, no, it was. He is not the only NBA player on record to have ever done a hell in a cell match. Yeah. The game. Why not? Hey, can I get a, another gin and tonic? <laughs> okay, he's yeah. the only person that did this in a game. Yep. And what team was he on again? Uh, at the time, I I can't tell you that. Was he? Did he murder someone on the court? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Metcalf. To distract from murder, um, <laughs> is it get a basket in the other team's net? No. Uh, we're not going to take it away, but we're not going to give it to you. We're going to give you an opportunity to reword. Uh, to score points for the other team. We're going to give it to yeah. you. Yeah. I, I don't know sports. The, the answer is he is the only NBA player on record to have ever scored a point for both teams in the same game. <laughs> Wait, how? So, funny you ask. Uh, Money played for the New Jersey Nets during a game against the Philadelphia 76ers on November 8th, 1928. The 76ers won the game, but that victory was officially contested by the Nets over an unnecessary technical foul call and the final 17 minutes and 50 seconds of the game was replayed as a continuation of the same game on March 23rd of 1979. However, in the intervening months, Eric Money had been traded to the 76ers during the replay of the game, and he scored a basket, and as a result is the only NBA player to have officially scored a point for both teams in the same game. Oh. Man, I was hoping for like some Space Jam nonsense. Yeah. Like he threw the basketball through one basket or and like, it bounced up into the other one. Or at least have the Looney Tunes help him like win a game, you know? Space Jam? Anybody? I mean, Anybody? I did listen. I listened to the soundtrack on my way here to get pumped up, but come on and slam. If and anyone to the jam, jam. Come, come on, on and slam. slam. And uh, but uh, so if anyone wants to help me perform a drag routine to the Space Jam theme song, yes, I would be into that. Whenever I make toast, I like to be like, "Come on and slam!" Now I need some jam. <laughs> Not welcome to the jam. No, I, now I because I need jam, so I say now I need some jam. Yeah. Oh. Well, everybody get up. I think that might, that might be the first time anyone on the show has gotten a round of applause for how they make toast. What can I say? I'm not like other girls. Uh, we are moving on to the final question. Nikki, where are the scores? I, I didn't know who to award points for any of that. I'm just going to give one to Lindsay. I, I don't know why. I think because she originally brought up Space Jam. I don't That's know. right. Uh, it's probably because uh, the Space Jam website hasn't been updated since 1996, everybody. Go check. It's great. I, uh... Lindsay getting another point for also for her own trivia. Uh... Uh, the scores are quite close, sort of. Uh, Elbows, Olivia, and Pat all at negative two. Lauren soaring ahead with a positive four. <laughs> Still anybody's game for who will apologize. <laughs> we'll all apologize in the end. 
That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, Lauren gets a point for a haiku. <laughs> All right, question three. The final question of the game. The category is before there was a Hobby Lobby. The question, uh, arts and crafts is an integral part of the human experience. Scientists studying caves where humans lived upwards of 30,000 years ago discovered the first known use of what crafting material? Lindsay. Semen. What? Did you say semen? Yeah. You know, like... Is that a... Like jizz? Yeah, jizz. Jizz box. Wait a minute. You made the quiz box belt. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make the quiz box belt with jizz? Wait, what? Who, me? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's crazy. Everyone on this, almost everyone on the stage has been photographed with your jizz belt. Let's, uh, I mean, let's, let's just move on from that. Yeah, no. Yes. Yes, and? No, the... Jizz belt. Jizz belt. Jizz belt. Jizz belt. Jizz belt. Stop Thanks, it! Audience. Could, could, I, could I ask to clarify lady jizz, male jizz, non-binary jizz, what kind of hey, jizz we uh, talk about? We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to actual craft products. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Paint. Hate? Paint? <laughs> oh, paint. I thought you said hate. <laughs> hate as a craft product. I, I have hated an art project so much that the popsicle sticks just arranged themselves <laughs> into a personification of my rage and I turned it in and got a B. Peck, it's a point for his B. <laughs> Your hate has magic powers? Oh, well, I mean, like, low-grade artistic powers. Okay, uh, it is not hate, nor is it paint. <laughs> did, uh, did Olivia like, ring in for paint? I don't no, re- I did not. No, oh. no, no, she didn't. So this was found in a cave, you say? This was found in a cave? Uh, uh, Lauren, real quick, caveman yep. dog. Uh, I feel like it would be a picture, but also just, woof, 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 woof. That was pretty good. I'm going to give two points for that one. Uh, Thank you. Olivia. Was it pine cones? No. And then they covered them in peanut butter and put bird seed on them and hung them outside so the birds would come. And then they were carried away. And then they were carried away by the... Carried all the cavemen to the sea. <laughs> Maybe that's how they got the eagles to the football game, too. The pine cones. Oh, my God. Is this like the next? I see the web you've weaved, <gasps> Eric Cage. Is this the Quizbox Cinematic Universe? <laughs> Eric. Pat. Was it bears? No. <laughs> From the cave. Wait, I'm sorry. Are bears a crafting product to I, you? If you got multiple, you can <laughs> you can stack them. <laughs> you can you can Go stack them. You can you can line them up. You can make make a little little bear necklace for your sweetheart. You can stack them. You can glue them. You can paint them. They're bears. The newest craft craze. <laughs> Get it for your kids this Christmas. Are you talking about actual bears or? Uh... Is, this, is this another gay fever dream? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm awake. I. <laughs> it's well, very hot out. Happy pride. And then later in the cave was found leather harnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Elbows. Was it berries? 
Bear, oh, berries. berries. Yeah, berries. Bear-ese. Like, you know, like You said that like, like berries, like easy bears. Like you were It could be both. Listen, everything is fluid. No. Just like berries. Mm. Is it sorry, No. Is it a uh you said it's like a craft thing. Is it something that we still use to craft like now? It might be. Oh, and it, it, it no also, it also no might berries. not be. I could be messing with you. I've tricked you into negative points before. Did cavemen have sequins? <laughs> I mean, only the gay ones, but... Oh, yeah. Olivia. Maj Posh. <laughs> no, but you're closer than bears. Okay. Elbows. Is it horse glue? No. Damn. No. Olivia. Tape. No. Okay. Elbows. Sequins? No, but... Close. Pat? Macaroni, but not the wheel shaped ones, because they <laughs> didn't have those yet. No. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Macaroni, but not the wheel shaped ones, because there were no wheels yet? Yeah, what would they model them after? <laughs> they, they would have had the dinosaur ones, but they, they wouldn't have had the wheel ones yet. Too. I mean, I, I see your point. They would have the elbow ones because they had elbows. And... <laughs> Olivia. Needle and thread. No. Uh, Lauren. Was it... Okay, just go with me here. <laughs> uh, fur coats and then on the walls just paintings of how to vogue. But... <laughs> That's... That's more of a description of something they would have made with crafting supplies. I really forgot the answer, okay? <laughs> or the question. El- elbows. Was it glitter? That is correct. <gasps> Yay! That's good, because I was going to guess bones next. Yeah. <laughs> bones? But not the wheel-shaped ones. <laughs> we all remember arts and crafts in elementary school just playing with some bones, you know. Do you know you can't buy human teeth in the U.S. to do artwork with? Wait, but what? I've, I've revealed too much. Um, uh, you can't you can't buy teeth, but you can have your fans uh, send you teeth, correct? As, as Kesha has, and turn them into a bra. Wait, what? Oh. Ke- yeah, Kesha has a, a bra made out of the teeth of her fans. Hey, I wonder if it's supportive. You wonder if that bra is supportive? Yeah, like I want, like is it push up? Like, or is it just one of those like thin ones that you can see nip through? Or like, what kind of bra are we talking? About? She, um, I'm just curious. I don't know. When she puts it down on the table after winding it up, it just like, like <laughs> <laughs> clatters. Yeah, there's, there's clatters the point. Around. Are you sure she doesn't just like put it in a giant tub of polydent? I don't. <laughs> Does she have to floss it? Do you guys think? It, do, it doesn't have straps because she just has the. Uh, the I Dura have more gel. questions than I have answers right now, and I'm I'm learning, I am learning more than time, I'm telling time you. Time to go to bed. Got to brush my bra. <laughs> uh, so the answer was glitter. Uh, Much like Mariah Carey's movie from two thousand one. 
The first known use of glitter is cave paintings. Uh, they crushed up hematite. Uh, it is found in the paint on the walls as an early form of glitter. Hematite is still used to make some glitter these day, uh, in today. Uh, the cave paintings are estimated to be upwards of 30,000 years old. That is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, especially the post-question talk about teeth bras. <laughs> Lauren won the round with an astounding positive three points. For Australia, Australia, you're going to get a fantastic prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. Before we get to that, we need to see who is apologizing. Elbows uh, had a negative six, but uh, wiped out two of those with that correct uh, answer of glitter. And and just for fun, I'm going to put those two points into her champion score as well. Uh, Olivia has negative six. Pat has negative four. So Olivia is going to be apologizing to Melissa. Uh, and uh, Australia, you've won two tickets to Shadowbox Live, a quiz box magnet, and a wonderful prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. You're getting this deck of cards um, from, I think, a cruise or something. Uh, these cards would be worthless, but uh, famous magician Eric Tate, who has been on television, has, has touched these cards, making them priceless. And now Olivia apologizes to Melissa. Melissa, I wrote a little something for you. Because everything inside, it never comes out right. And when I see you cry, it makes me want to die. I'm sorry I'm bad. I'm sorry you're blue. I'm sorry about all the things I said to you, and I know I can't take it back. I love how you kiss. I love all your sounds. And baby, the way you make my world go round, and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Um, And also, did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large, and the light that you shine can be seen? Baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on, a, on the gray. Oh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah. Now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. I wrote those words. All original, baby. Uh, Olivia gets a point taken away because we're going to have to edit that out for copyright issues. <laughs> no! But I, can I just note it is also on the Space Jam soundtrack, I believe. Yeah. That song is also on the Space Jam soundtrack? Absolutely. It's not. Um, I got confused for a minute. It's not every song on I was going to say, I don't remember Space Jam being that sexy. I just had a moment in time where I mixed up... I watched a lot of Space Jam and watched a lot of music videos for Seal. I'm sorry. Seal was every song on Space Jam. Seal does every song on Space Jam. This trivia show quickly unwinding into a pile of lies. Yeah. Uh, That's the title of my autobiography. (laughs) A pile of lies? Yeah. Well, there's the point. All right. That is the end of our show. 
Mickey is the end of the show. We need a champion. It is the end of the show, or so you may think. Uh, we have to get to the champion scores. First, Elbows ending the game with 12 points. Let's hear it for Elbows. <laughs> Olivia ending the game with 11 points. Let's hear it for Olivia. Pat Deering currently has 18 points. Wow. Lauren Benkaus currently has 15 points, but as you re may remember, she scored three positive points in that game, which then get transferred into her champion score, giving us a tie. Oh, Holy shit! Holy shit! As you know, a champion, uh, the Quizbox champion has previously been uh, tie-broken by a thumb wrestle. Oh, that's right. Do you guys want a thumb wrestle, or do you want to do a bonus question? Could we arm wrestle? Uh, arm, arm the, wrestle? the answer to that is no, because if you offer your own suggestion for a contest, you already know you're going to win. Yeah, I've just been going to the gym a lot, and I want to flex these arms. Let's go ahead and do a bonus question. We're going to do a okay. bonus question here, and we go into the quiz box for a bonus question. Oh, this is... Tiebreaker questions are in the form of a finite answer. In this case, the answer is a number. You each get a chance to answer one at a time in rapid fire. You do not need to ring in. The topic for this question is to all be... Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. The question. Scorekeeper Nikki Winkleman is also a mother. During pregnancy, she became fed up with charts that showed weekly comparisons of the size of her baby to a fruit or a vegetable. So she, along with boyfriend Gabriel Geyer, developed a calculator that compares the size of an infant in utero, uh, in utero fetus to a McDonald's Big Mac. In no way endorsed by McDonald's, the couple released a public website, HowManyBigMacsIsMyBaby.com, where you can calculate the size of your unborn or born child measured in a number of Big Macs. The average woman carrying twins will give birth to two babies, collectively totaling an average weight that is the equivalent of how many Big Macs? I will also say uh, that this website was picked up by Jezebel.com and spread all over the internet. I was, I was interviewed by Parents Magazine. It was a one-question interview of why. No, I'm just kidding. It was a, it was a fantastic uh, interview from Parents Magazine. Thank you, Parents Magazine. And go to HowManyBigMacsIsMyBaby.com to eat your weight in Big Macs. It also works for adult human women. But. Yeah. So how many uh, collective Big Macs is uh, the average um, newborn twins? Uh, 26 and a half. Lower. 15. Higher. 24. Lower. 22. Higher. 23? Correct. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our new Quizbox champion, Pat Deering. According to thebump.com, the average birth weight of full-term twins is around five and a half pounds each, or a total of 11 pounds, or 23 Big Macs. Congratulations, Pat, on your successful win. Pat, you get to...
to hold the Quizbox Championship belt for this month. The Quizbox Championship belt crafted by our friends at Savage Tech. Let's hear it for Savage Tech. Oh, Savage Tech. Make sure to like them on Facebook. And, uh, yes, and Elbows had a hand in crafting that belt, so you might be holding jizz. Uh... Might be. Thank you so much to all of our panelists. Let's hear for Elbows, Olivia Smith, Pat Deering, Lauren Benkaz. My name is Nikki Winkleman. I'm Eric Tate. Thank you so much for listening to the Quiz Box. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Woo! See you next time.